This is episode 269 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dion Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel. Need a new nickname as part of the team, Manzano. Yeah, so I'm not captain anymore, so I need some type of uh, Marvel name now. So uh, so- got to figure one out. We'll, we'll, we'll find it. We'll find it. Will, living in a world of darkness. Hey, Quid. I've seen the light. And Ryan Stanashevsky, Stanazuski. Correct. And we're talking about words that mean the same thing. Stanashevsky is the Polish way, correct way to say my name, whereas Stanazuski is the English version. Crazy, crazy people changing pronunciations. And I know how to say Dion's name properly. That's pretty Bobby. good. That, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. So let's start with announcements and news. Malacor qualifier happening this weekend. It is the second qualifier in the Galactic Championship Series. If you plan on participating, make sure to scoop up your tickets. If you are participating and you signed up on TTT and haven't filled out your forms yet, please do that. There's about 10 of you right now that are pending, but I have no form filled out. So so please do that. All right. So remember, it is taking place during the Western Europe time zone. Now, some people still get confused by this. You can participate in any of the qualifiers you want, regardless of where you live. It's simply when we are starting. So we are starting at the player meeting starts at 930 Western Europe time, which is UTC plus one. Make sure to get signed up, get your tickets. Let's have a great time. Uh, Reminder, five rounds of Swiss. The following day, we will cut depending on the number of people we have playing in that qualifier. The other announcements and news is essentially a peek into my email. Today, as I was checking the things, I got a reply from Asmodee. We've been going back and forth about things. Um, and if you all remember, I said, hey, I think we're going to be streaming Gen Con. We'll at least play. Um, but it is official. We are streaming Gen Con. And they're even footing the bill for the internet, which is crazy. I'm going to tell you. You can do the research yourself as to what that means. Um... But thank you. Means Dion got got a really good deal, basically. <laughs> I know we're not going to have to hire or, my uncle or, Joe to hotwire it now, so that's good. Dion, to clarify, is this AMG taking care of it? Asmodee taking care of it? Oh, this this went to the the head of all organized play for the planet. Was like, what do you need? And I, I sent this email being like, like he says, what do you? He asked me, what do you need for a perfect stream? And I, I told him all the things I would need. And I, when I got to the internet part, and I was like, internet with at least this speed, upload and download. Um, but then I, I, I basically hedged, and I was like, well, it's really expensive at Gen Con, and I would understand if you didn't because we would want to do it anyway and i would just run it off my phone it's not a big deal it's literally what we've done for every gen con we've done it has been run off of a hot mobile hotspot and or or phone um and he was like yeah i got you also we got the slightly better in here i was like what 
excuse, excuse me. So that it was, it's just, it's cool. It feels like being a little bit recognized, you know, like they were willing to do that, um, which was pretty awesome. And uh, I'm looking forward to us putting on a good show. Also, everybody who's going to be at Gen Con, looking forward to seeing you guys there. That is, remember, happening in August, the first weekend of August, guys. Is that the, is that right? Yep, third through the eighth for the all of Gen Con X Wing days is four through seven. Mm hmm. Fourth of, of the month of uh, August. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to that. And we even got invited to set up like on the Wednesday. So we're like, hey, you want to come in on Wednesday and set up? I was like, I was like, wow, okay, okay, feels fancy, feels nice. Um, should be uh, should be pretty cool. But yeah, we will be focusing, of course, on X-wing uh, at the at the event. And um, if anything more information comes out of that, we'll let you know. But just super excited to uh, to get that news in the inbox. Uh, was pretty. I was pretty pumped. Pretty pumped. Um, but we have a bunch of stuff to talk about today. Remember, this podcast is brought to you by our GSP patrons. They are the number one uh, best way to support us here at Gold Squadron. The quarter two and quarter three uh, swag is literally getting packed up right now. Um, we've remember partnered with Andrew uh, from Curl Paw Creatives. He is our official shipper for that. So he's getting all that stuff together. He has all the inventory. Uh, and shout out to him. Obviously, not doing it for free, but it helps me to free up my time so I can do more cool stuff like traveling to Orlando, Florida to stream the Planning Phase Syndicate Showdown, which is our first topic for today. So, it was part two of our community showdown series, uh, or sorry, uh, community event series. This the last two happened to. We had the Midwest Scrub Down, the play on showdown. We had a Planning Face Syndicate showdown. Uh, the next one is TBD right now. We actually got a like a flood of requests, and I'm looking at the calendar, going like, I, I don't know, I don't. I, we're gonna need a bigger boat. I don't. <laughs> To see if we can fit everybody. We had 22 players. Um, and this is what I want to talk about first. By the way, shout out in the chat right now to Psych J7. He was uh, one of the event coordinators there. Uh, and the one who was brave enough basically to ask, Dion, would you come to Florida to do this? And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, so he was, he, was, uh, he was instrumental in getting us there. Uh, we're going to look at the top four list, but first I want to talk about something that I found to be very interesting. So, guys, at this event, we had some players who were uh, experienced, most latest uh, – uh, objective players that they've they they knew the rules uh, they had been practicing and things like that then we had another section of players that it was their first time actually playing with the newest update the what, what we refer to as 2.6 right and then there was a decent number of players there that had never played objectives at all not even one time and what I'd like to bounce off of you guys is 
mind you, they had they had played X-wing before. They had played 2.0. Okay, they had played 2.0, um, and what I. I I could not like, – I don't know. Like, it was. I just thought it was really cool to see these players at, at a local event being willing to make the jump. Like, like no pre-practice or like, well, it's the best way to do it is just to do it. So I uh, – it's my, my kind of style. I, I liked it. I liked it. Um, thoughts on that? Uh, that's really good. I mean, we need uh, new players just as much as we need uh, players uh, to stay in the game as well. Um, that's really, I think, the the influx of new players is really hopeful for the game, in my opinion. Um, but as far as like throwing down objectives, man, I'm not. It's not my style. Uh, I'm not the winging it kind of person. I like to have at least a plan or something but you know if you're just trying to go out and have a good time uh do some pew pew and i'm sure that works as well yeah, yeah it i would... think uh go ahead it's definitely I, we had a little bit of this experience as well this weekend i helped to run an event um at my local store to help get things back up and running on a monthly or uh every other month basis this is the first one and there were some people who this was their first not the first time playing 2.5 but the first time playing in a, in a physical event that was like a full organized not just like a free play day at their local game store um everyone came away pretty happy new or experienced so that was pretty positive overall um i think getting that in-store experience um back if you've had it for or get in there if you haven't is really good to do if you get the opportunity um and you you'll be safe about it as you feel you need to uh and go it's well worth the time yeah it was uh it was really cool also you know the the discussions that we've had on the podcast you know the the speculation of why these changes have happened and things like that being able to hear the players having those conversations live in game was really interesting it was really interesting to go like for instance one one comes to mind uh for instance for um scramble the transmission i overheard a player um they hadn't played objectives before. They said, I thought I heard that you had to roll a die for this one. And then they went through the full, like, mental breakdown. They said, I heard you had to roll a die. Maybe that would have been more interesting. And then they're playing the game, and then I heard them say, Nah, it's probably better that it's just a guarantee so that I do, so that I don't waste my action. And like so they they went through the 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 different phases of realization. It was really cool to uh to to see that. It was uh it was interesting. But um but yeah, it was uh it was a great time, a great time. And I want to use this as an opportunity to talk about community building as well. Seeing and knowing, you know, obviously Planning Face Syndicate, they uh, they advertised the event for a couple of months and things like that. So they had a, a really good turnout from different players in the Florida area as well as um, the local players who play at the FLGS Orlando. Um, how important is 
the local scene and do you think i guess here's my question are events if you could only choose one to have like a monthly tournament or a weekly game night which do you think drives growth more what, what, do you, what do you think? Uh, and, and you guys can kind of branch off that, that, that conversation. But it's, it's something that's been kind of turning in my head. Um, and I, I'd like to know, know your thoughts before I de- dive deeper. So at least kind of piggybacking off of what I just mentioned about this weekend, um, the same store that I set this up at had been running weekly free play nights, but it was really like midday Saturday every week. Mm-hmm. Um, the most we've ever had of that since that store reopened up and since 2.5 was announced or was became legal to use mm-hmm. um, maybe six people at the most right I think it, it might be different for everyone else um, depending on your area but I think for us what's going to build it back up or for anyone else that looking to build it at all is to have those organized events that are planned farther in advance facebook events however you want to get the word out to share a link to allow people to sign up early a ttt event um by the way ttt is super easy to run i ran it off my phone it was no problem and i still played in the event easy easy um but i think if you schedule an event have enough time in advance for people to plan around making time to get there if they can, that's going to get more people at that event. They're going to see the turnout. They're going to look forward to the future event, you know, as long as it had a solid turnout, and try and do the the monthly events. I think those are better. Now, it doesn't mean it needs to be more or less competitive than a weekly night. Mm -hmm. It's just an an organized event. Right. You can set, like, our prizes were predominantly participation and just calling a random number generator after every round based upon the rankings like number five rank five person will come get like a a swag prize off the table like whatever Mm -hmm. plus mostly participation so i i I think if you're trying to if you don't have enough people showing up for your weekly nights and you're getting a little discouraged try to set up monthly organized events give people time to plan around it cool cool marcel uh i think it depends on where you are if you're in uh, a place that is um thank you if you're in a place that that's kind of remote then you probably want to do something a little bit more often, even if you have less players, but just to have some type of consistency and then schedule time, uh, like larger things. Um, one second. Oh, I don't know. Sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, anyway, so if it's in a, in a, in a remote area, probably do more, frequent even if you have less players just keep that consistency and then just do a uh, uh maybe like every other month do something a little bit bigger if it's somewhere like chicago la or you know the the east coast where where there's there's a lot of different play groups if you're struggling to get a 
a turnout on a regular basis, probably like Ryan said, just, um, you know, let people, you know, instead of spreading it too thin where you have like five or six stores uh, taking three, four players each time, just let them go to a store and then just set up the, um, the, the organized events with enough, enough lead time and and just as if, it, if, it, if they're set up correctly or if they're if they're run correctly uh they're smooth there's there's some price support there's and the price support doesn't have to be a lot even if it's just store credit price mm -hmm. support um and um just a cool environment i think i think that might be the way to go so i don't know i, I guess it's it's not a so it's not a clear answer because it's 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 you know it it varies depending on on where you are and how many people are showing up. Mm -hmm. Will, what are your thoughts? Uh, there's actually uh, great points made by uh, both these guys, but uh, the question in the chat is actually revolving around. Uh, getting prizes what do you do when you hold these mean um not major but when you hold a an event for your area uh how do you uh convince people to go there uh doing the uh just like playing for store credit like the store keeps like 25 and then everything else is split up 25 percent uh i don't know how they do it but so mo most stores most stores will let you do 100 percent store credit because the store gets yeah. it anyway Makes like sense. It, makes sense. Oh, right. yeah, because they get it. They get it. They get it in the end. Anyways, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Though that feels like a little bit of gambling. Um, so I could see why people want like a, like a cards or yeah. some sort of like um, prize, even if it's something like bragging rights. Uh, so like maybe that's something you can look into, like a trophy, uh, just to be like passed around. Like this is, you know, um, a uh signifier that you're like the current champion of the, our monthly uh tournaments so that could be a way to uh incentivize these events which i do think is like the right call mm -hmm. to to get out a a planned event they could spread to other communities as well it's instantly uh recognizable and yeah with online these days you can sign up uh ahead of time uh i think that's probably better than in, in a like weekly night unless uh you're you're able to get like consistent players in there in my experience in a smaller stores like pastimes is an outlier i think uh but the most stores have a are struggling to get a consistent group of people in. Well, even even I'll be I mean I'll be completely transparent. Even pastimes right now is is struggling to have you know like we used to be known to have like fourteen people playing X Wing every Wednesday. Mm -hmm. uh, but I mean we've been we've been hit too. Like we we've been there, and this is something sure. that I've been thinking about because I wonder if. I wonder if events, you know, m monthly events or quarterly events might be a better way to build growth and league is more about retention, 
right? It's the it's the breadcrumbs that get you to those bigger things. Because I definitely know, you know, there there are players that you know they have different schedules and things like that. And I know for for those of us that have a solid league, that seems really special to us, right? And it's like that's that's my thing. I go there every week, and it's very easy to say that that's the most important, but. I'm thinking for someone who hasn't set that time aside or hasn't decided to take that time aside because it is like a commitment to be like every week on this day at this time, I will be in this place. Like that is uh, that's a big commitment. Um, maybe the, the monthly is an easier commitment and may convince people to make the the what I'm gonna say the switch or the make the call to be like hey this is now I feel like I want more and then they start joining monthly because I, I again I am I am bringing up this topic as a as an opportunity for reflection for myself um, because like we haven't done as many tournaments lately at pastimes and I've been I've been waffling like well you know we're, we're kind of numbers kind of go up and down and i'm not sure really what to do um but my this idea of a community series i need to the thought is kind of put into practice what i'm seeing because the community events are being successful and they're bringing in people that haven't played for a while and i think uh, i'm not sure who who brought it up but the idea of you know, going to a league night and only seeing one other person or two other people there can feel discouraging. But if you have those bigger events, you know that those players exist. It's maybe they're just not as available as they normally uh, w were uh, previously, or it's, you know, something in their life changed. So, um, I, th I I am starting my my mind is starting to kind of have a, sh a bit of a shift, and um, I'm starting to think that prioritizing monthly tournaments of some kind or quarterly might be the way might be one of the better ways to build numbers in a specific group but also have those opportunities to find and and get players that normally wouldn't be able to to drop things on a dime to just go play x-wing those players kind of kind of come out of the woodwork like, yeah hey this is my first tournament i heard about it uh and i was able to you know take time off work or whatever whatever it is i organize a babysitter so it's uh it's something. So, so this it's it's something to think about because community engagement and growth is something that that as a as a group of people, like-minded people who play X-wing, um, in order to keep it more fun, more people, right? It's the the more variety we have, the more people we have to play together, the more exciting it is. Um, we want to see. We like seeing the familiar names. We want to see new names too. So speaking to it, if going the direction and thinking the monthly or mm -hmm. the more set, uh, organized event um, is a better way to go than weekly night, just to get things going in your area, both ends, of, both ends of the spectrum of your area, right? Let's say you're, you are one of the people that you have three to four stores within X amount of available time from your location you're willing to go to and play. 
what you could try and do, which I think Marcel alluded to earlier, was see if you can help, maybe not just yourself, talk to the other people that are sort of like the main people who help organize some of the events at those other stores and see if you can help offset the weekends and the days. So to try and make sure that these stores aren't running events at the same time as each other, Se separate them out a bit, whether it's, you know, you get the first weekend of every month, you get the second weekend of every month, however you want to do it, right? You get that route. On the other end, if you have very little stores, you have one store and it's like you have to go hours to find another store, right? You just need to make sure that you plan, I would say, you, you got to get the word out, right? You got to share your event as, as many places as possible, even if it's a neighboring state, right? So when I first shared my event, we didn't have anyone from Ohio or Indiana show up, but I still shared it to those other states because they're around Michigan. Um, I probably could have shared it to people in Toronto area and Canada. They you know, might have at least thought about it or been aware of it. So um, even if you think it's far from you, it may not be too far for other people. Make them aware of it and just share it everywhere you think people would be willing to come from. I got uh, two more things. So uh, one of them is, um, to your point, Dion, about you know the the community being not the community, but just pastimes having you know less number of players than it used to. I was one of those. Kayla and I used to go every Wednesday. Uh, we haven't been, and for me, frankly, it's just, I can't do the drive. <laughs> it's an hour and a half drive out of the city. And on the drive back, it's only 30 minutes, that's fine. But I just, it's, it's hard to get up and say like, an hour and a half drive is a lot in traffic. Um, so I, so a monthly or a pre-planned weekend event is much easier to do than a rush hour weekday. But that's me personally, other people have other, other things. But as far as like building a um, uh, kind of going off, of, not, I don't know if it's going off, but just something that Ryan said kind of reminded me this is uh, if you're in an area that doesn't have a lot of game stores and doesn't have a lot of community playing, um, it made me think about um, Tim Woodbury. I don't know. Theon, you know, Tim, Timothy Woodbury. Um, in in the Chicago? Guy. Yeah, local guy. Yeah. Yeah, local guy. Uh, so Tim likes to, uh, on weekends, he'll just, uh, call me, call random people, uh, not random people, but call, call his friends and say, Hey, we're, we're going to go to this place or that place. And they're usually a bar. Uh, and we go and we go to a bar that has very wide tables and, you know, whether, you know, tables that fit three by three and usually like four of us, four people will go. So you have two games going on at the same time, and it's in a time that the bars aren't that busy, maybe around noon on a Saturday, noon on a Sunday, and then people start rolling in. And once they start getting busy, then we, you know, we pack up and go. Uh, but, I mean, there's a lot of people that as you're playing at a bar, you're having a beer, you're playing, you're having fun, and, and you're having a drink. I mean, pe people just... You know, what else do you do at a bar other than, you know, play, play, you know, the little thing that you push back and forth? I forget it. It looks like the, um, anyway, you play darts or you play whatever it is that you play at a bar. But then if you see somebody playing with toys, you know, you're going to be like, hey, that's interesting. 
and a lot of the people that go there are are, are guys in their 20s and 30s and uh you know they like star wars too they're like hey what is this this is kind of cool well yeah oh we do uh we do dnd in the weekends oh yeah we well, we do this you know so it might be a way to introduce either introduce x-wing to a new group of people especially if it's a small town where everybody kind of knows each other and they are like oh i never knew that that existed or uh maybe there are players that don't know where to play and they're seeing like oh I, i've been meaning to get into that but i didn't know that other people around here played so uh don't be don't be shy to go and and go to your local restaurants or local bars hopefully somewhere that has beer um because it's easier not not because you need to drink but it's easier to spark that conversation when people are there just hanging out not really having a purpose other than just hanging out you know um so anyway i i thought that that just thought like maybe that's a good way to introduce people in a in an area where there's not a lot of stores or uh, a lot of ways to advertise you know what you're up to yeah, and, and I, I also – I think I want to encourage people as well um, that when it comes to, to running events, one of the concerns sometimes is like, well, what about prizes? Um, I, I think honestly to start, uh, store credit is fine, and you can even just divide – the easiest way to do it if, if you're – you can – you can make sure everybody gets something, right? There, there's you can do the math. You can make sure the if you want the winner gets the most and and kind of go from there. But uh, you could divide it evenly. Essentially, what it ends up becoming is like X number of dollars to to play, and you get that back in store credit at the store. Um, is like making it completely even. But you you can you can be creative with that. That's the easiest way to do it. Um, um, but it doesn't have to be anything fancy. One of the projects that I want to get off the ground, but this summer has been really busy, is the the GSP OP kits. I already uh, I have a couple that I'm going to be sending out to people uh, that we gave away during the last Galactic Ch Championship qualifier, and uh, I want to make those available to more people. The logistics on it is the is the tricky part, um, but it doesn't have to be anything super fancy. And if you want it to be fancier, that is that is your prerogative. But you can start very simple, and people will have a good time because the you don't you don't you don't want to have a, you don't want to go too big the first time, and then you're like I don't know if we can do that again um, because it's hard having been in that spot. <laughs> <laughs> you feel sometimes like like you're not doing enough but just uh people people mostly just want to play honestly people just want to play and having that organized time where you know there's people going to be there you can, you have that a little bit a bit more confidence um and honestly like this discussion has and and the thoughts that I had kind of before this is like we for instance locally we need to get another tournament on the books um, and, and get that going. I think it's really important. It's going to put my money where my mouth is and do it as well. So uh, if you're in the local Chicagoland area, be, be on the lookout for some stuff. So um, I want to move on now to the our first. We actually have two lists of the week. I don't know if we'll get to both of them. We have two, but we have the first one, and then I want to hit the XTC update after that. Trying this format because sometimes we love to talk about list building, 
and we can stay on the same thing for like 700 hours. So we got to we got to keep it moving. Choo choo, got to keep the train moving, all right? So, uh let's go ahead and break it down. This comes from Martini. Will, you want to give me the preface on that while I uh get the setup? Yes. Martini said, "I like Sarasu. Uh that's an M3A who gets defensive rerolls." Anyways, uh, continues on saying, but she seems to pop off the game mat so quickly. I usually run a retractor beam, squad leader, elusive, but in a three ship build, I think proton torpedo is the right call. Uh, so if you got that uh, pulled up, Dion, well, while you're working on that. Yeah, it's, it's funny uh, because the link, I think the link that they submit didn't even have Sarasu in it. They just talked, I, I really like Sarasu. Hold on, let me let me no. double check, make sure I grab the right link. One I second. think the link is broken somehow. It's like, I see Sarasu in the link name. Uh, so it's, maybe it's just the name of the list, yeah. Yeah, it should be Dengar, Sarasu, Light and Sunny. What happened? Uh, none of those are in this list. Please, oh, please hold. Something happened. I. This That's is okay. this is a first. Um. Did you let Marcel change the change to the link in the entire list before? Marcel. <laughs> <laughs> I want someone who would change the entire list on a uh, list of the week. It's like, yeah, you know what? Drop all those ships, and uh, <laughs> it couldn't be me. I don't see any. Uh, no, that's what Nightbot said. Huh? Uh, well, uh, yeah, that's what Nightbot, uh, said when they put in the Dengar, Sarasu, Leighton, Sunny. I think, Um, I think Martini may have accidentally given us the wrong link. Well, why don't we just throw this list in the trash and build his Dengar. There we go. Chunk, 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 Uh, chunk, 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 chunk. Here we go. Yeah, throw all that away. Let's build. Let's build this list. Uh, what what uh, we think we could put into there. So Dengar, uh, if you shoot at him uh, and you're in his front arc, he's gonna shoot back at you. Sarasu in an M three A to get re rolls. So sorry, Dad, are you gonna uh, share your screen so we can see what you're building? Ah, uh, yes, I am. So, Sarasu, uh, Layton, and Sunny were the other ones? Layton and Sunny. Layton, when she misses, it gets a free, ev- or when you attack or defend, if the attack missed, you get a free evade. And Sunny Bounder, if you re- roll or re-roll your dice, if you have the same result on all, each of your dice, you may add one matching result. And with that, uh, so we do have one. We have three points left over. We are we are at seventeen out of twenty. Can assume a good gamut key in there for Dengar. Uh, I mean, gamut keys one of the best three point ships. Or even for Sarasu, depending on the loadout you have on Sarasu and the type of shot you want to take. All right. Yeah. There we I, go. I, I think we can all agree that a coordinating crew. Probably Gamut Key. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, sorry, uh, Protectorate Gleb. <laughs> the, then, the, uh, the coordinator. Yeah, you can go Grief Cargo, but, like, you might as well just take Protectorate Gleb. And Elusive has been very popular because you only got two points for a bomb. You can go Dead Man Switch, but... I think I think Elusive is the, is the right thing. Not necessary. So, All right. So, so Sarasu, what, what? Let's let's start there. 
Right, that's the question is, now, uh, Martini said he normally runs her with Tractor Beam Squad Leader, which I think he meant Swarm Tactics, but maybe. Uh, and then Elusive. Right, because squad, squad Leader is a, adds a red coordinate. Squad Leader is coordinate, yeah. Uh, I think he meant Swarm Tactics, because that's the one that fits in that combination. Well, well ju just in case... Don't use squad leader in this. Let's look. Number one, squad leader. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Uh, you can coordinate Denger, I guess, but uh, you could just bring a hawk, uh, which I think would be probably better. You could swarm tactics uh, Sunny Bounder up off of I1. Uh, so that's, that's the question here that's being posed is – do you think this uh, combination of uh, support upgrades uh, versus just a proton torpedo uh, is the correct call? I mean, in this build has a coordinator, so I'm very mm -hmm. uh, uh, influenced by that to go just proton torpedo. Right. But I'd like to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Yeah, I kind of agree. If you got Gamma Key in there, it's your last ship who can coordinate you or someone else. Because you, you could flex it. You can have one turn, uh, or the, in the same turn, Gamma Key could have held a token, the focus token likely from the previous round, and then that ship already has it, so it could go lock Sarasu, as an example, to get the torpedo. And then Gamma Key could coordinate Dengar. So you have essentially almost two coordinates in a single turn because you've helped keep a focus from the previous round. Um, I'm going to disagree on, on that. I, I think um, a, a mixture of both because the uh, Swarm Tactics, getting Sunny up to a five and, and, uh, and allowing you to shoot 655, uh, Sunny has the potential to, to shoot some meaningful dice uh, with with Sonny's ability and then the five points that he that he gets, so I would probably go with the swarm tactics. Swarm tactics is well five points. Is it still or is it five change? points? Yep. Yeah. And the other seven you can either go plasma, you can go concussion, you can probably use the uh, homing uh, torpedo now. That's five point homing torpedo and still have uh, two points. Like there there's choices that you get while still, you know, the plasma is is, is not bad. Neither are some of the other missiles that are available to you. And getting Sunny up to shoot at Initiative 5 versus Initiative 1, I think it's a big deal. Because so, Initiative 1 is, 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 is so, I mean, it's such a drastic difference. So here is, here's a question. So if we're, if we're spending the points, you're spending the points to get Swarm Taxes to bring Sunny Bounder up to Initiative 5, what are we putting on Sunny Bounder to make that shot worth it? Uh, I think Plasma Torpedoes would be the way to go. Uh, I mean, you yeah, could yeah, do Concussion. Sunny Bounder. Sunny's got five. Oh, on Sunny. Only by five, yeah. Oh, on Sunny. Yeah. I, that's I why think I Mac Pulse. Think... I mean, you, no, actually, Mac Pulse, you probably can't get the... So you're not gonna get the lock it's down to cannon and at that point i mean so if you are swarm tactics thing it makes some sense to do the tractor beam there if you're not you can just you know are you gonna stay in my bullseye and take an hlc oh, I, <laughs> you shouldn't 
unless you have to you get you get stuck there um yeah, I mean, there's, there's really not a ton there because a lot of it is lock based or it's meant to be higher initiative so it depends if you're doing swarm tactics or not right um and how you want to i guess sure you could swarm tactics you could do thread tracers you could do tractor beam either one of those if you're not using swarm tactics and you're spreading out i think the hlc makes the most sense you're not you're not asking yourself to take a action just to be able to use it mm -hmm. yeah plus sunny i mean sunny's ability with primary uh and a focus token has really good odds of getting that, that, three results anyways that that's where my head was at as well so it, it usually has has a decent um chance and then does it also work after a reroll or only after the initial dice yeah roll? that's why that's why sunny does like taking locks but you have to make sure that 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 lock is going to be meaningful though hmm. hmm yeah i i just i i guess what i'm struggling with here is with sunny um HLC to me seems like the easy, the quote unquote, easiest one to potentially end up getting a shot or being meaningful. Uh, tractor beam may help the other ships hit. It's not going to help Dengar because it's happening after Initiative Six, at least not on that initial turn. It may help in in current turns if you're messing with people's repositioning or not. Uh, potentially token expenditures. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think if Sunny Bounder had six points, you just go Ion Cannon, right? And you, oh, you'd you yeah. be done, but it doesn't. It has five. You have to make <laughs> that difficult choice. Uh, so, I mean, that, I would that, probably just even go Concussion Missile and just, um, you know, you don't have to shoot the missile on the first, you know. Again, the two dice has a decent chance of going three with you know two focuses two hits or two blanks yeah i i i just i struggle i struggle i struggle with that uh i i don't trust sunny i don't i, I, don't, I, don't, I don't i don't try i don't trust i don't trust, trust, I don't trust her <laughs> uh, that's fair i mean i think we could by that logic though we're just slapping ion cannon onto layton don't really need to reach for yep. anything else yep 100 percent. yep it's a non-bow, but like, you know, it'll be fine. All right. So which one do we want to build out? Do we want to build out the marksmanship version or, or not, excuse me, the um, swarm tactics version or the pro tarp? Like I'm pro leaning. Tarp, it's just, that's it. Right. <laughs> you right. Load out points. Pro exactly. tarp, that's it. I personally, I'm leaning towards the proton torpedo personally it's just a swarm tax is it doesn't seem worth it to me personally if we're going proton torpedoes do we really need sunny can't we just upgrade from sunny to quinjast and quinjast I mean, is the at the start of engagement oh, yeah. phase you another ion cannon Oh yeah, I mean, when I say upgrade, it's just two initiative up and two additional points up. So that's mm -hmm. uh, that that opens up your yeah. Uh, or, or I mean, it gives you an EPT and other things as well. You have you could go lower and get the 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 ultimate blocker in Gargor at I zero. 
cargo always scares me. <laughs> I'm coming yeah, for I mean, you. I mean, there, there's options like Caton Leechos. I, I know it's you know there, there's other three point options. Uh, it doesn't do even have to be that. Boss Z95, yeah. Yeah, Boss Z95 gets ten points. Cato gets eleven points. You can go another coordinator with one of the escape crafts, probably Lando. Lando tends to be the best one out of those. Uh, so you get a second coordinator and a ship that that gets re rolls. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I think uh, possibly the 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 M3A call is to flex that Sarasu three agility uh, shenanigans there, where you can get that reroll. Uh, but I, Marcel, I like the idea of going up to Quinjas. I think I, I, I vote I vote let's go Quinjas at least for this example for today, uh, and then we can do that that same uh, that same thing. We could uh, choose to use his ability or not. Do we want to use his ability? Or do we just go ion cannon marksmanship and and call it a day and we're just using his upgrade well, ion and marksman don't really yeah. play together but well, I, mean, I mean what's your range one if you need a crit for the purposes of like a box drop right there at least yeah it's just there's one, one point thing to use that matters yeah composer your uh you could just play around same thing with mars table closure they're just not great uh, one-pointers. Dead eye shot doesn't really make sense if you're shooting eye on cannon most of the time, anyways. Um, so it's just what's left over. Uh, I don't think that's too bad though. Uh, the because uh, I do think the point of Sarasu is getting those three agility rerolls uh, to keep these guys as live as possible. So what about form and poach initiative four, three agility still? I was wondering about any of the uh, minefield yeah, ties. I mean, if you can get no. double, you can get crack shot and and fearless or something. Hob's got a lot, two elicits and a talent. You can do. I, I don't. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Hob is really good, especially a lot. I don't of know. Overtune, false transponders, targeting computer, and Marg Sable. Oh wait, actually, if you get overtuned in there, you get notorious. This list is missing some Notorious. Notorious is going elsewhere for me. It's going on Dengar. Dengar? Uh, I, I like it on... I, I don't like it on Dengar because Dengar already gives you a reason not to shoot him. All right. <laughs> I mean, you, you already don't want to shoot... You, you, you already don't want to shoot Dengar. And you probably, if you have it on the Hav, you probably want to discourage people from shooting your squishiest ship. Mm-hmm. Hard to be squishy if you have a reroll in three calcs. Hmm. I just like the idea of doling out the strain with the Marge Sable. Especially if, if you're doling out strain with that, that helps boost the chances of the latent ion cannon hitting or the Sarasu Proton Torpedo doing more. Or, or I like on Jumpmasters most recently, since they have the gunner slot, the Gar Saxon gunner with Notorious combo. I like a lot. And if you also have any, you know, ion tokens hanging around, maybe of large or medium-based ships, our Saxon Gunner could take advantage of that. Basically, it allows um, Dengar to, while you perform a primary attack of the defenders in the front or rear arc, they may you may remove one orange or red token from the defender to roll one additional dice to a maximum of four. Mm. So you're kind of giving yourself torps without having to pay for torps. Uh, now, granted, you have a lot of points left. You could you could swap out that ion cannon. 
have I have ion cannons to fill up the rest of the points because I have notorious R five P eight punishing one contraband. Yeah. Um, I have ion cannon just in case if I really need to turn the turret. I still have a cannon going out the front. Um, but you can obviously trade in the ion cannon Gar Saxon for just a torque for the same cost if you really want. To. Yeah, I just don't think people will shoot at Dengar and then they're like well I'll just shoot at everything but Dengar and I'll, I'll, I'll take my chances with their green dice versus my green dice um, but either way I mean I, th I think Ahav is probably a better call than even Quinjest in my opinion as well like the way I had him is Notorious False Transponder and Overtune so just kind of protect him against uh, a torpedo Overtuned for being Malrus for a turn. It was but Notorious, Overtuned, and what? Well, it depends. If you want, if you want Notorious on on somebody else, and put it on somebody else, and give him either Elusive or Predator. Uh, Notorious is going to be on somebody. So if it's if it's on Dengar, then on Dengar he gets Elusive or Predator. If it's not on Dengar, then just. I just missed it. a third upgrade you had suggested. Notorious, overtuned, and... False transponder. Got it. All right. So, I think for now... So, they didn't say they had an issue with their Dengar in the build. So, what I'm going to suggest us is... We're, let's leave it a little bit open-ended. We kind of looked at what we have here we definitely suggest having the coordinator in there uh, i like the uh kind of like flavor to taste here um i think we kind of we all agree that um uh that uh that maybe sunny may have may not be the best fit in this list you can end up having something like a hav or if you want to maybe a more uh meaningful shot or a more potentially more consistent shot than Sunny, but you still want to M3A, you go with Quinn Jast, Ion Cannon, Marksmanship, and build the Dengar to taste, depending on what is it that you're looking for. So uh, hopefully, Martini74, this was helpful. Um, the Ahav idea, I find that that's not in my play style, but I find it interesting myself, and that it's something something to uh, to explore. And uh, not taking damage uh, on asteroids uh, feels feels nice. <laughs> All right, next point of discussion for today. We had a suggestion on uh, on the Discord. By the way, if you're not on the Discord, join us. Join us. We uh, have a bunch of amazing people over there having great discussions about X-Wing. Bunch of different channels. Talk about whatever you is you want. Um, but this came from JB Fancourt, uh, and he was saying that him and his buddies, uh, him and some online friends, have been talking about how to bring the, speaking of Notorious, the Notorious Twin Laser Turret into the current version of the game. Um, now, what I want to start, here's my question. Um, if if you can here's a question for you guys if you completely change the way it works is it still a twin laser turret <laughs> or are we just using the name are we designing just a new turret essentially is what it is right because tlt as we know it is what it is by the way if you didn't play first edition 
quick lowdown. You basically got to shoot twice. And you could do a maximum of one damage. You rolled three dice. Maximum of one damage. Do it again. Maximum of one damage is a turret. Range two to three. It's really good. Just to let you know. Pretty good. Um, so I guess I want to ask that question first. Is it twin laser turret if uh, if we change what it does? Yeah. I mean, there's a way to change it in in, in a way that doesn't impact like the main mechanic. You can reduce it from three dice to two dice, so you shoot two dice twice with a maximum of one damage per, which is still great, but it's just two dice. And you can do two dice only at range two and three, so you don't get the range bonus at range one ever. Um, I mean, there's, there's, I'm, I'm not going to go through them all because I'm, I'm yeah. guessing that's going to be the discussion, but yeah. yeah, there's a way to do it that doesn't uh, bastardize the the original intent or not intent the original nastiness of the mm-hmm. of what everyone hated yeah or and, and, I, and I, I think i think the desire for people trying to to tweak twin laser turret uh is the desire for a range three turret it's, it's really what it is right i think that is the the motivator and i guess the next question i have for you is do you think there is space in the game for a three dice turret yay or nay this yes no a range three turret you mean a range three a range excuse me a range three turret i okay, said that wrong Marcel says, uh, yeah, give I it a thumbs up. I believe there's design space, yes. All right. Ryan looks a little weary, not sure. What are your thoughts, buddy? Um, no, I, they have so many levers that they've shown that they can push and pull. Um, there's something that could work. I mean, what? Maybe it's only, it only can be used every other round like the like the Proton Cannon is set up right now, right? You have to spend two charges. Once you get them both back, you can use it then, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not peppering it every round. But every other round, it can be used. Or it's used one. Every time you use it, you get a deplete. Mm-hmm. So every successive round, it's not as effective. I don't know. Right. Something yeah, like and, that. And we already got ships that have a permanent front and a permanent uh, rotating arc. I mean, that's the you know the the hawks with the title have it. Yeah. The jump masters with three turrets. Yeah. The 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 jump masters with a cannon out front, and then the the, the they rotating. Just a fire spray. They got they got really good one hards and two hards and boosts. It's pretty and they much got like two arcs. <laughs> right. And I guess so, my my question my here's my. Um, not trepidation. That's too strong of a word. My, what I'm afraid of a little bit is having more three dice turrets, um, may honestly tactically be easier to play and with spread out objectives right because you could be like assault at the satellite array for instance right you're at by one objective i got a range return i can shoot you out the side stuff like that um i just it has to be bad i don't know i I just it Uh, makes me it makes me wary it makes me wary just just like they do with electro chaff missiles just like they've done with discord missiles you pip them 
There you go. Get one or two in the list. That's it. Yeah. And, and only fire him every other round, or basically be effective firing every other. Round. Right. I, I I would be okay with that as as a starting point. If they put out a, a range three turret, they're like, all right, we're testing it by making it unique. Right. You start there, see what happens, then you can go for a two pip one. I I I'd be in for that. I'd be in for. I'm 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 feeling safer already. I, I think you know we're, <laughs> the game is different enough that we're uh -huh. beyond the point of of punishing uh, punishing things that we that were boogeymen and we were afraid of from from 1.0. Um, so I, I think we're way beyond that. It's a completely different game. Uh, even going as far as a, a range one to two turret might have less range. I mean that's the you know what it does it has lane, less range but it's more effective than a range two to three turret because another another rule change in 2.0 is turrets no uh turrets no longer um they require uh, the range bonus yeah they they get the range bonus so if you're defending if it's a two die if it's a two dice turret at range three you're still getting the range bonus, so you're still rolling one additional defense dice at range three. It's it's less effective. So yeah, you you can play more more reserved, more conservatively by sticking around far and still being productive. But that production is going to be a lot less reduced. Twin laser turret, because there's people that don't know what twin laser turret was. I mean, if somebody started playing in 2.0 or 2.5, they won't know. So twin laser turret was a 360 degree turret that you were able to add to any ship that had a turret um, slot. And it allowed you to shoot twice per engagement or twice per turn. And you roll three attack dice at range two or three, again, 360 degrees. If the attack hit, they took one damage. Uh, they Even if you hit with all three, they only took one damage. And then you can shoot again with three dice. In 1.0, while, um, while that card was legal, the turrets uh, disregarded range bonuses. So if you had three dice against the next wing, at range three, it would be three dice against two. So the likelihood, and there was a lot of ways in 1.0 to modif con constantly modify your dice so that it almost always ended up with minimum two, almost always three through three hits. So it was right. like a guaranteed and then, and, two damage per turn. And something, something else that on top of that that ended up being manipulated is that bonus attacks worked differently in 1.0, right? So you, some people were able to twin laser turret twice for a total of four rolls, essentially. And, and it became almost like a guaranteed four damage a turn. Yeah, and you can shoot crazy. the same ship all four times. So yeah. that just the rules with the range bonuses, with the bonus attack restrictions, um, with the being able to place your arc and be in an action to rotate, all of these things contribute to everything that we were afraid of in 1.0. It's kind of meaningless. It's it's uh, if if the exact same card showed up today, it would be 30% as effective as it was in 1.0. All right. Well, let's go ahead and um, we're essentially going to review a community suggestion for a turret. All right. So, again, a reminder, this is not official in any way. We're simply reading uh, this com communal idea for a turret. So uh, they're calling it Twin Laser Turret. 
Attack 2, range 2 to 3, single turret arc. Ability, while you perform this attack, you may spend two charges to roll an additional attack die against a ship with a printed agility value of three or higher. You may not roll more than three dice while performing this attack. Action rotate. It has two charges recurring. Um, and they also have it listed here as a double turret upgrade. Uh, I think as a way to control what ships can take it and then they kind of their idea was to add to the rules reference a ship can only be equipped with one turret upgrade so the idea is they could t add and take away this specific upgrade by giving certain ships a second turret slot if that makes sense so essentially would be that so this this was their idea. Do you guys want to your thoughts on it? Does it seem would if this card came in out came on the next set? You think this is balanced? Thoughts seems good. Yay or nay? What do you think? I don't know if I like it being able to shoot every turn. That's my only. This is granted. Well, it's only one quarter of mm -hmm. your like it's one quadrant of your ship arc right so we don't mm -hmm. there's not the whole uh 360 mm -hmm. there's still the range one bubble that we used to exist which is mm -hmm. you if you close the distance to range one it cannot shoot you then mm -hmm. um well it's only every other it's it, this one only shoots once and it shoots with three dice every other turn right it's three dice one turn two as dice long as the next the agility printed value is three or higher exactly so it, so it will almost always be one attack at two dice and, and one of the – let me go ahead and read the bottom paragraph uh, with kind of some of the thoughts behind it. It said, basically the lore of TLT of being an anti-nimble fighter defense platform um, – and the feeling that there's a design space for range three, uh, the concoction of a double turret, uh, to being able to f to have maximum flexibility. Uh, there is concern for resistance Y wings and cavil, uh, which is why some of those uh, caveats were added to the ability. Um, but yeah, that, that's 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 what they gave us. So uh, an interesting concept. Um, so essentially this is earmarked as a, if you bring three, if you're playing against three agility, you have an additional tool against it, but against one and two agility ships, it is a two dice. It's a, it's a range two to three dorsal turret is what it becomes against everybody else, which I guess that's, we have to kind of start the discussion there. If, if dorsal turret was a range two to three upgrade, I mean, that's just better than dorsal turret as is. Yes? No? What do you think? I kind of like the range one bonus because um, there, there's uh, 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 Y-wings and things like that. They may start round one far away, but mm -hmm. especially with objectives, uh, ships are on top of each other 
pretty fast even now with you know no points are you know by turn two or three no not, maybe not two but by turn three everything's just like bumping into each other anyway especially bumps give you focuses now um so i i think the turret the turret does is better at you know with the with the bonus at range one so i would have that I would pay more for dorsal turret as it stands today than that card if it were released the way it's 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 written there even with the extra bonus that I at every other turn against agility three ships cool yeah that, i think that is my opinion of it that uh the the range three ability is great fantastic but in today's world, the limiting factor of not having range one uh, is going to be uh, a, a huge problem for any kind of turret like this. Uh, and previously, uh, the, the K-Wing, who would normally rock the TLT, had a primary turret to cover that uh, range one donut um, or things like Y-Wings would just be in mass so you just have other ships covering your range one. And uh, I just wouldn't want to see it played in mass. So I actually would want it to be better and more expensive. Because this is very conservative, the cost at six, right? Ion cans, five, yeah. right? So it's not that much more. Um, I think I would rather see a in a more expensive turret uh, have access to range one, but only limited access out to range three. Uh, thinking something like uh, limited charges, right? We're just like, you may spend one charge of your like three or four um, to extend the range band. Uh, oh, that's an interesting three. idea. That's an so interesting you never, idea. So you can't always be shooting range three, which I think is the what people are concerned about. Right. It's two, uh, two to three the, covers a lot more ground than one to yeah. two. A uh, lot. A lot more. <laughs> yeah, it's more than it's about three times. Your range three is about three times a range one is. Mm -hmm. So it's a big area. Um, so I think I would, uh, like I said, I would rather have something big and expensive so that you can't run it three or four times in a single list uh, than uh, maybe somehow limit uh, its long range. Maybe, uh, I, I couldn't imagine, like something like, I mean, I guess every other turn works, but like, I'm not sure if that's enough to to rein it back in because like sometimes you do want to shoot you know twice in a row uh right you just might be circling yep yeah so I, the, yeah the I, but the oh man the taking away range one though i think would be uh dead on arrival like it's that's just not how the game's played anymore all right well whatever when when and if you know what I would do if if I was AMG and I was aware of the uh, <laughs> the storied past of the twin laser turret, um, I would use the name and get new art and use the old art for something else. 
just use the use, use well, the art for something else. I mean, canonically, the TLT was a K-wing weapon, and True. they don't have turrets anymore. They True just that. have their their bowtie arc. Yeah. Uh, so be what was the aggressor's turret? Do you remember that one? It required a lock. Sync laser. Uh, sync turret. laser turret. Yeah. Sync laser. Yeah. Um, not that we're gonna see a reprinted aggressor anytime soon. But nope. <laughs> we got probably more likely than that to see the TLT or a K-Wing reprint with it. But uh, I think that would be where we should be looking is like ships that could be released that have a turret mm-hmm. and to see what that kind of turret style would be. Yeah, There's not too many left. Maybe like a, what's a Anakin's um, Twilight or whatever. Uh, that's yeah. probably too big for X-wing, but it had a it had a dorsal cannon on it. That could be a fancy turret, something more than just uh, your like a standard mobile gun. Could also be uh, card pack related. If you have a card pack that gives you some stuff for either any of the Y wings, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's Clone War era, Black Civil War era, uh, sequel, either way, um, they could add. Because I, I feel like the turret slot has been the most stagnant slot since the beginning of Second Edition. Because it's Me? only been dorsal and ion cannon turret since Second Edition started. Yeah, we've never. We still don't have a third one, do we? Nope, we do not. I think um, it's fe- I think it's fear. There's, I, I, th- I think if you want to try to find that balance, going back to what we said earlier, I think you got you got to make small steps. You got to and you be you got to be safe about it. Of course, they have limited amount of places where they can release stuff, but maybe maybe if they wanted to be a little more aggressive with it, you know, you got you, you got to try try something, but be safe with it. Let the pips help you. I guess you could add them on later if you really need to. All right. There you go. Twin laser turret discussion. You know, w- w- will it? Won't it? It's. It is a. Uh, it is something that will pop up until we see it again. In my. In my opinion. But we got one more list of the week that we're gonna end here. It comes from Jim Vogel, and he gave us a link with the list and everything, guys. Kind of crazy. I know. Here it is. So it is an Imperial list with a simple request. Says, any improvements you would make to this list? Question mark. I'm not sure about Sienna Ree's loadout. So what that sounds to me is that the pilots are fixed. This is what they want. So we got Darth Vader, Malice Juke, Jamming Beam, and Cluster Missiles. Pretty much a standard loadout for Vader. Paired up with Sunterfell and Sienna Ree. So this is a, a, a 666 squad. Um, Sunter has Predator, Outmaneuver, Targeting Computer, Sienna Ree, Juke, Crackshot, Targeting Computer. Feel free to take take some cracks at, at this. Can I can I just be honest just to start out? This yes. list worries me in objectives. Like it doesn't. I am not convinced that it has the staying power to 
to do what it needs to do in objectives, especially with how scrummy things can become. Um, I, I'm I'm not convinced. Like like I said, I'm gonna have to agree because. Uh, well, yeah, they're like, I'm not sure about Sienna Lee Freeze loadout. Uh, I'm just not sure of Sienna Re period. Right, uh, yeah. There's um, Now, there has been a lot of lists floating around that do double ace with uh, Darth Vader, but they always sneak in some sort of tank as their third ship. Uh, normally, it's a Palp Reaper, um, either Vizier or Vermeil, depending on if you have four or five points left. Mm -hmm. uh, there is not a lot of other five-point ships, though, that I think could replace her. Um, I mean, fifth, Duchess, uh, seventh, sister as well. Um... Uh, I guess you could go rampage, but he's not very—he's not a very good support ship. Mm -hmm. uh, not like what Vermeil can do uh, with Palpatine on board. Yep. I mean that would be now you can get Vermeil moving though with uh, what is the the thing that lets you bear roll ion limiter overdrive. Yeah, uh, limiter over overtune limiter something like that. That actually gives Vermeil a lot of uh, play. You could choose to boost before your maneuver. And if your maneuver is red, you can bear roll afterwards as well. I mean, that's getting a lot of reposition out of what it feels like a, a slow, chunky ship. Mm -hmm. Now, probably not I-6 interceptor levels, but I don't know. Uh as far as the CNM, what, so what's on it right now? Juke Crackshot Targeting Computer? Yeah. Uh, the Juke... Uh, I mean, because you evade, right? Yeah, You evade, yeah. and then... But the target, you, the, you have the targeting evade. computer, though. I feel like that's like... You're going to have no offensive mods. Yeah, I mean, it's just like no one looking at Sienna. I mean, just pop a lock and boost in. I think uh, you keep Sienna simple. Shield upgrade Predator. Yeah, I'm. I'm also on that boat. The the three health is very concerning to me. At least soon to your Falcon get two tokens. Sienna can't at all in this list. Actually, on Sienna on this, I like Lone Wolf Elusive. Just double up on the on the defensive rerolls and offense if you're not going to use it. Really? So you're more thinking about using her as like maybe uh, a super flank or uh, almost bait even? Yeah, just uh, Lone Wolf Elusive and then I had Sunter with uh, Outmaneuver Elusive. And, and, and again, you got ships that die fast. So uh, just trying to keep them alive a little bit. But I, I agree with you guys that I, I'd go Darth Sunter plus something versus this. Um, maybe not even Sunter, but I mean, it, it sounds like he said that this is, these are the three he wants. Like he's set on these, right? Right. So, I mean, mm -hmm. is, is the, maybe the first selection to try with Sienna Re, change it to Lone Wolf Elusive, try to keep it alive longer so that it can do more stuff? And it still gives it the offensive reroll if, it, if it's arc dodging. So it gives it an offense or defense reroll, mm -hmm. elusive defensive reroll, and then just put a mod, whatever you want the mod to be. 
Um, they, they don't have any mods at that price point. Yeah, they do. I mean, I guess that's where, that's where you take the targeting computer. Yeah, you just take yeah. the targeting, oh, sure, computer. targeting computer. Bone Wolf elusive targeting computer. You can also on soon tier um, go on the side because to me it's more likely people are gonna look at soon tier than they are Sienna anyway. So soon tier having outmaneuver probably won't occur too often, minus your repositioning capabilities mm -hmm. around them trying to go at you. Um, but I, you predator shield of great enduring. Or crack shot, either one, whatever you want to do, seems good. So you had suggested there that was predator, crack shot, enduring, or or enduring, one of those three. Oh, yeah, it's on soon tier. It's predator shield upgrade. Then your choice of crack shot or enduring. Do either one probably works well. Oh, sorry, I gotta get yeah, I have to. I have to say that I, I feel like I would reach for those shield upgrades myself. Having two, three health ships running around, uh, just asking for one of them to be caught out and uh, just killed before it could be effective. And that's a that's eight points, right? So you could go shield elusive, but then you lose the lone wolf. Marcel, do you value? the extra reroll from elusive more than enduring because you can get enduring lone wolf on no it. i mean the elusive is just uh, the lone wolf is the one that yeah i, I one reroll should be enough because then you're, you've got to do a red turn anyway you're probably not doing a red maneuver to recharge that elusive so i think that enduring lone wolf probably makes sense there for sienna yeah yeah just especially to guard against the proton torpedoes which you're likely to see so yeah, it, it's much better to take two damage than it is to take damage crit, or even or one damage instead of a crit. Hmm. All right. Well, a couple of ideas there for you, Jim. Um, and you know what? I, I would say my my question to Jim is: I I started this segment of list of the week by by essentially saying in a nice way i don't believe you but but i say that with the most amount of love i would love to see i would love to 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 hear from you and understand how you're approaching the different objectives um for this the one that just stands out real big for me is salvage mission how do you salvage mission with two interceptors who can't reposition? I think is, you'd also be surprised how detrimental assault would be as well. Yeah. You only have three small base ships, and you got to try and compete to get to zones to not only contest, but actually gain some points. Um, they have the repositioning and speed to get to places, but there's only three of them. Are all small bases so even one medium or large base existing somewhere they may as well just say like well unless i go all in in this area my opponent will know that i'm all inning there i'm just not good i can't go there yeah so, and just um, okay. I, I i think some of the three ship lists that i've seen work have generally been large medium ships that actually don't reposition too much i don't mind picking up boxes if they need to well we we saw the double fire spray han and scum we've seen 
uh, Bosk, Boba, iterations of them in lists that is only three. Uh, we've seen Django Zam and a Hyena do well. So consistency there is like multiple arcs, some reposition with fire sp- as fire spray, for example, but three small bases. Yeesh. I don't know. Yeah, I think to me it sounds like he wants the triple six is is, is a big deal. But there's mm-hmm. other triple sixes out there that uh, that are probably going to be more consistent. But I want to play the bad guys. Left. I mean, you get Han Wedge and the Fang Fighter Fen Rao. Um, like those three. Mm-hmm will pull more mileage because wedge will just hit hard han will double tap and fen rao is uh well fen rao's pretty good all right so that is that that's our show for today those were our topics uh anything you guys want to close with um like i said this weekend we have the malachor galactic championship if you're gonna play let's get signed up uh excited to uh to do that we will be uh starting bright and early u.s time um and 9 30 western europe time so i think it's like 2 30 chicago time something like that uh am to get started so well, that'll be fun but that's that's part of the course lighter. that's Let's right go. that's par for the course for the galactic championships because we try to you know have have some different options there yeah you don't you forgot to xcc update i mean this is a oh, kind of sorry a... i just i complete sorry my bad yeah. all right give me the this, quick this hits okay. xcc update yeah uh, so we can Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, we'll just go like a quick update on uh, the groups. I put a challenge there uh, on the link if you want to share that one, um, you know, on the screen. Yep. But we can just go through it real quick. Um, so, yeah, so we're two weeks in. We're starting the third week. And uh, just a quick hits in Group A. Spain is up 2 nothing. I mean, not 2 nothing. 2 2 they, they, They're up 2 and 0 and then uh, the Czech Republic also has one win. Then um, nothing. I, I mean, it, there's a tie. So I, I think that that was interesting. So yeah, there's there's another tie and another, another tie to the yeah, down, yeah. But we, uh, I would actually yeah. like to touch on that. But let's. Bruise through the different yeah. uh, groups. The yeah. groups, though. So, Group B, if you want to scroll down to Group B, we got um, Germany, Australia, both with one win, uh, and they're having their, they had a bye. Brazil, one and one. Colombia, Colombia, pretty cool. One and one. And then Greece uh, losing two. This is very tight. This is the tightest group so far, or the closest group so far. Australia is not going to be Australia of last year. It looks like that's that's good for them. Okay. I gotta win. Yeah, I think that might be better than last year. Group C. <laughs> group C, Captain. Why don't you go Group C? Sure. Uh, this is uh, where America has been kicking butt so far. Uh, though we do face off against our North American rivals, Canada, uh, coming off of 
a week one buy and a week two win. So I'll have to face off against them. Uh, and then this is the other tie, Serbia and Hungary, both sitting at one tie, one loss. And uh, so far the Swiss has played around and has uh, received a loss for it. Yeah, this this week's going to be good. Uh, I mean, I know mm -hmm. I, we've done a lot of, not a lot actually, comparatively to last year, we've done none uh, smack talking. But um, <laughs> true, the, I, no, I think we did at one point just smack talk to Italy, a little, uh, uh, England yeah. for the most part. But uh, yeah, so USA. So we went four and one the first week, and then uh, we swept this last week five and zero. Oh. Uh, Canada took a bye and then swept their first round their first match round five and oh as well so we're going into this week um i mean i, th I think canada and the u.s probably are the in, in the entire all five groups are the ones that are standing out the most so far so this this could be this this right. will be a fun one all right, what's the, uh, what's the last two? Because uh, then I want to talk about what those ties mean. Uh, looks like uh, Group D has the Philippines on top right now, 2-0, uh, with England coming off of a bye round uh, and a win. And the Pirates of uh, this tournament uh, did receive their loss last week, I think, to England, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, France 0 and 2, yeah. and then Philippines 2 and 0 are such. Uh, mm. uh, that is a shocker for me. Uh, it's a tight race over there. Uh, but then in Group E, uh, we have all Ireland and Norway both 2 and 0 right now, heading into their buying rounds um, with Scotland, uh, Italia and Mexico uh, currently sitting at no wins. All so, right. Marcel. Hit, hit uh, us with that ties. What, 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 what do the yeah, ties what, mean? What is up with the ties? Uh, because I feel like by my math, that should, uh, especially, so Serbia and Hungary, uh, both of them have a loss and a tie which I feel like that's just going to take them out of the running. That might as well be two losses. No, because if they win the last two. Um, so it's going to come up to. We would need a. Yeah, so basically they can win their last two. And if two, we lose one, our one. last two and Canada wins one, loses two. It basically everybody mm, ends up. Okay, sure, sure. So, so everybody ends with two wins just that they have two wins and a draw versus Interesting. two wins, two losses. Okay. So, so there is an in for them because, you know, Canada can, or any, at this point, anybody can go two and two. Mm -hmm. And if they go two, one and one, they're but in. But they're, they're on a win out. Uh, is there, oh, yeah. is their only way to progress those, what you told me, one of those teams has to win out and go two, one, one. Uh, and they have, have to a, also rely on some, on on us to lose the last two or Canada to lose two of the last three. Interesting. Now, uh, going back to Group A, though, where the other tie was, uh, Wales hasn't played uh, in a, uh, another week. So they, they're only sitting on a single tie, uh, whereas Malaysia has is in the same boat as the other two. 
a tie and a loss. So in this one, yeah, like Wales wins four more, not even a problem, right? Right. Uh, They're looking to go. It, you you want to be the best place to tie in a win at this point right. to, to give you a little bit of wiggle room. Right. Uh, so that that is it's just interesting to me because not only because that's not a tied like oh the both teams only won two games that meant that not only was it split two wins two wins but one of the game had to be tied at the end of the game so that a uh, fifth game was a draw which created this it's crazy to me that that happened not once but twice so far uh, it was baffling. Awesome. Uh, so not not out yet. Uh, no. Then uh, America to clinch. Um, we are probably going to need a third win here, either against Canada or Serbia. And yeah, how many win or draw does it? Remind us how many total um, are how many total rounds are in the first stage? We will play four. We will play everybody in our group before we move on to a top ten, uh, two out of each group. So that's really what we're everyone's shooting for is either that undefeated or three and one uh, uh, as their record to progress into the the top cut. Uh, what's going to get weird is these ties of, uh, as far as who's going to be the second place mm -hmm. person coming out of the group. Awesome. So that has been your XTC update. Sorry for for skipping that in the notes. I got excited nice. about the twin laser turret discussion, and I visually <laughs> just jumped jumped on it when I was scrolling. Okay. It's okay. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening, hanging out. Um, remember, if you want to get caught up on the latest games uh, or even take up some blast from the past, check out our YouTube channel uh, with our, our game archives. We have, of course, the games from this weekend coming up. Uh, the Richmond Open. Videos will be going up here soon as well, and uh, we just we got a lot of X-wing out there. So uh, get prepped. We have uh, the Malachor Galactic Championship. Get ready. You know it's it's going it's going to be good. Get hyped. Thanks for watching, everybody. Be smart and be safe. Go squadron out.